Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Forever. Dog. This is Nicole's Gazing Night and Me. Watch the show like a lot of times Who is gonna be chief of surgery? Shana Rhymes wrote the show and it is really, really good Meredith Gray Hi, welcome to a new episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I'm so glad that you're listening. I am so glad that this episode was recorded with um, my friend and just someone who I whose work I love and I look up to so much, Shayna Taub. She is a songwriter and works in theater and makes her own music, and she's an incredible writer. She is co-writing the musical of um, Devil Wears Prada with Elton John. So. That's just like what she does during the day sometimes. Um, But she's just so smart and thoughtful and really funny and cool. And I'm gushing, but it's just how I feel. And she started watching Grey's like in the middle and watched it to the end and then has started over since. And so we just had a really fun time talking about her journey with Grey's and her impressions of the characters at different points of their lives. But what we focused on was the relationship between adult children and their parents on Grey's, which is uh, something that is represented really well on the show and is really interesting. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. And if you haven't yet subscribed or rated or reviewed this podcast, I would super appreciate it. At the time that I'm recording this, I'm about to go to LA for an undetermined period of time. And I think that next week, I'm not going to have a new episode because I won't be in town to record it, but it's to be determined. So I'm just letting you know next week might not be an epi, but you can always um, tweet me at N Silverberg. And if you have any thoughts about Grey's, about the finale that was just this past week or um, anything about the episode so far, I will uh, love to put that in the episode when we're back on. Hopefully won't skip a week, but just giving you a heads up as if it's like important. It's fine. Everyone's going to be fine. Anyway, let's get into the episode. I am so pumped for this episode today because 
one of just the coolest fucking people is here. <laughs> um, she is an incredible songwriter. She works in theater. She works, she has her own albums. She, this, the, this week that you're listening to it, this week has three shows in New York at Joe's Pub, which you honestly, it's the best experience. It's my favorite thing to do. It's Shana Taub. Hello. Hello. I am. It's so cool to me that you being such a smart, cool, artsy person also love Grey's Anatomy. I, ha- I feel the same right back at you. I've been such a Shonda fan and Grey's fan and Scandal fan. And yes, when I saw you were doing this, I was like, oh, Nicole's the coolest and the smartest. She loves <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. I feel validated in my love for the show. Uh, yeah. I, Not think- that I shouldn't need you shouldn't need the validation because no. it's a just it's a great show. Objectively good show. But I've, it's nice to feel seen by other people who like people who you like and think are cool. And you're like, I have such like a friend or talent crush on this person. And then you're like, and we like the same broadcast show. Completely. It's a I very felt like good experience. Deeply excited. Yeah. I, I think that the last time I went to one of your shows at Joe's Pub, you had many, many admirers. And then we holed up at the bar eating a lot of French fries, <laughs> being like, what about this when this happened Present at Grace? It. What about when this happened at Grace? And that was a really good experience. Exactly. For me. I've just been waiting to recreate that. Yes. Sounds fries. So, okay. Just to start off, what has your Grace journey been? It's been a long and winding road. Yes. Um, so I, I started, I have a little bit of guilt about it because it's incomplete, but I started late. I started, I figured out the first episode I remember seeing was right around when they were trying to adopt Zola. Yeah. And I remember like two images. It was like, they were in rowboats. They were like on the boat. Like they were going out fishing one day. Oh. Is this ringing a bell? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I had no context for the show. So I was like, oh, is this like fishing Pacific Northwest, <laughs> like right. wild hike the trail thing. Uh-huh. And and then I remember like Derek taking Meredith out to where their house, he was going to build the house. And he's like, we'll yeah. build this house. Right. Your dream house will go here or whatever. Yes. And so I, that was now I, looking back, I think that was like season seven ish. Mm-hmm. And so I was sort of an inconstant watcher in and out through season 10 because I would kind of watch it like when I was home on like Christmas break from college or something. I would kind of watch it in spurts. Did you feel when you started watching it so late in the series, did you have an awareness of like, I'm I'm so, I must have missed so much stuff? Like, I think so. Yeah. But I also kind of, I think I was a little cocky about it. I was like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and which, of course, now that I know, I super did not have it. But yeah. I thought I was like, whatever, I got it. And then then around season 10, I was started being full time. Yeah. I upped I upped my hours. I was full time. <laughs> that was right started around getting Grace Health Insurance. That's exactly right. Yeah. Full benefits. Yeah. And um, that was right around like Jackson breaking up April's wedding. Yes. It's, yeah. And that's it was fully on streaming. And that was post-college for me. And so I was watching it regularly and then so and then I was fully caught up what are we in 15 right now in the middle of 15 DeLuca Meredith way up you know on it and then you Nicole Silverberg started a (laughs) podcast and it opened up this whole new thing for me well wait I'm skipping a chapter this is my greatest journey is long then I kind of thought like oh well I should start and watch from the beginning but that felt like a lot even though I'm absolutely doing that now but so I did the crappy thing where I like looked up synopsises oh yeah and then I did an even worse thing where I was like Google best episodes ever of Grace. Yeah, no, I I think that's I think I think Is that's that common. A, I think that's a, a a morally good thing. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yet again, at the for, very least, it's neutral. Not good, negative. Okay, <laughs> good. I mean, I know there are a lot of fans listening. I, I want to be able to earn their respect. But uh, 
so and I did so I you know I watched like the shooting I watched the plane crash I watched like highlights yeah I watched 10 minutes of the musical episode and then stopped and <laughs> yeah I was so excited and then were you oh, well just because yeah. musical I'm a musician yeah. I was like hey, yes I live for this stuff. I felt scared when I heard that yeah. it was happening I felt scared I and I never yes. stopped being scared I, I now, understand that having seen it years ago I'm, I'm still frightened yes yeah I, I don't wish to return to it but um <laughs> so then but when your podcast started like two months ago I was like let me do this properly never even dreaming I would deign to be have the honor of sitting <laughs> at the gosh. table but like at the time I was like let me start from the top and so now since then in like March I've watched I'm like halfway through season two as of today on my <laughs> self-imposed work from home lunch break I finished the episode where George you played this clip the other week where George and Meredith where he's like I will never stop loving you and then yeah. he she takes a shirt off and like so yeah I'm right wow. I feel like you're right when in the middle of it in the middle and so now this crazy thing is happening where I'm reaching monologues and clips that I've heard on the show on your oh, show yeah like just today it was like I'm Preston Burke <gasps> yes yeah mm-hmm. so whoa so now there's still a gap so I feel like you know seasons three to seven is sort of my gray's blind spot yeah even though I know the highlights like I know you, plot. Yeah, you know the events that's but right that's such that's such a that's such a crazy way to watch the show in the sense that it is, I mean, I was talking with Rachel Winitsky yeah. this past week and she was just like, I would hop around. I just would watch it when it was on. And in retrospect, that's wild just because it really is a serialized drama. There yeah. are a lot of plot points. And what's amazing to me and so impressive is just the sustained arc over years and years. And for yes. me, you know, I'm when I'm anything I write that's long form usually is like in theater where you're just dealing with one two hour evening or something. And I thought that all these and maybe one writer, two writers, maybe three. Mm -hmm. But the idea that there are writers rooms that change in the TV world like year to year, that they sustain the emotional arcs over over a decade is what's crazy. So now there are things like just today I was watching a thing with Thatcher. I saw the just today the first time that Thatcher showed up. Yeah. And I've only seen the end. Right. When he like dies. Yeah. That's so wild. I mean, so in last week's episode, I'm not, or not this past week, two weeks episode, two weeks ago's episode. Of this podcast or of the television? of the television show. Oh my gosh. I would never. (laughs) Of the television show when uh, Joe was telling Meredith like what's really wrong with her and Meredith kind of shares like when she was in her own dark place, she's referencing an episode. I don't know if you saw it because I think it's considered to be an, a highlight. But did you watch the drowning the episode? Boat? I yeah. haven't, even though it is considered a highlight yeah. from what I understand. So here's the one last step of the greatest journey. I should have said when I started my comprehensive from the top rewatch two mm-hmm. months ago, I can only do so much. So I didn't I kind of dropped off season 15. So now I'm in a I like oh, haven't seen yeah, the mean, last couple of weeks of season 15. You can't double fisting is a lot to ask. <laughs> it's I know. I know. I've yeah. even not watched any other TV. I've like full I've committed, but there's only so much one person can do. Yes. And you also, I think, are are remarkably busy. <laughs> but you'd, you'd be surprised what a high priority this is. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, the the season season 15 just uh ended and with an interesting some would say cliffhanger Mm -hmm. i thought i thought it was i I think it's a good cliffhanger but i don't i'm not like this isn't going to um plague me over the summer i'm not going to remember from time to time like oh my gosh this is happening with meredith and and feel worried about it i i can put this away until september and that's that's okay yeah, ultimately it is healthy <laughs> and I could really use some emotional 
health when it comes to my relationship to Grey's Anatomy. So this, sure. check it off. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how are you, what do you think about the early seasons? Do you like them, do you like them more or less than what you've seen so far? Or does it just feel different? It feels different. I mean, the biggest shock was watching the theme song and real, and and, <laughs> oh my and it was like, is this a scalpel? No, it's an eyelash curler. Or like, is this a scrub? No, it's a high heel. Maybe. It was like, I was like, oh, sexy hospital. You could just feel the branding. Right. And that's so not there in the later seasons. I know. Isn't that such an, an unhinged? I wonder if that's, Seriously. If that's what Shonda wanted or if that was sort of foisted upon her. I mean, it's obviously yeah. a sexy show and you own that and that's a major theme and continues to be. But just that very like right. hospital. But we're all I always think about what was the shoot like of the two actors who had to be like leg actors. Yeah. Like <laughs> canoodling like, in the in, bed. Like in the they, gurney. Yeah. yeah. Or just like how many times did he have to zip up the back of her <laughs> dress that like turns into tying a scrub. Yes. Yes. That smock or. That's not what it's called, but a scrub smock. You do know what I'm talking I about. I do. I see so, it. It yeah. is evocative. Um, <laughs> yeah, that it doesn't it doesn't last for long, and you can definitely see why. Right, you feel the shift, but I I also feel I was liking it fine. I look, but season two, you feel it find itself. It's sort of that yeah. first one. It's like when Bailey's giving birth and her husband is dead. Like where yeah. they do that magical grace thing of like high stakes on every turn and the bomb. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of things coalescing and and over. I think it's all we can do is keep breathing, yeah. like, which is the, just the quintessential. I was like, that's like the song you think of as the parody of what's going to be on Grey's Anatomy. But it's because right. it was so initial. Yes, so absolutely. That I felt like it's tried. I'm like, and now I'm really excited. Yeah. I feel like all the cards are on the table. They like slowly built the board and mm-hmm. now like Sloan's there. Now we're like, I feel like I'm in for a treat. What do you think about Addison? Cause she's someone who totally missed. Completely. So I've, I've a kind of double feeling. I didn't like her at the start mm-hmm. or at least maybe the way she was written. Cause I felt it was just such an unfair way to come in that she was like, you're sleeping with my husband. Right. You know, and, and why, what was the point to like leave out besides like plot and it being good to like save Meredith knowing this piece of knowledge till later that not telling her that Addison had cheated. So like for right. Addison to come in and torture her and just be kind of like, it just felt well, snarky I th- wife. I think the actual reason yeah. is that she was just supposed to be on for three episodes. But she, the actor is so great. They were like, like Kate stay. Walsh, they were like, we got She's fantastic. That's she the is. Thing. She's wonderful. There's like a track of like loving the actor and loving or loving the writing mm-hmm. and any combo thereof. But now that it's it's Addison settled in, like yes. season two Addison, super on board. Yeah, I love Addison. She's yeah. definitely a favorite character of mm-hmm. mine. I like, I like how she is as a doctor too. Like I just, I love, there are certain characters that I think you love them as people. And then there are characters where you're like, I like them as people, but I just love seeing them do their job. Totally. And I, I, I love Addison as a person too, but I fell in love with her as a character watching her like talk to moms who are, are having like, pre- like pregnant women who are having like the scariest experience of their life and things like that. Totally. Like the quintuplets. Yes. That was a great, that one's when I was like, oh wow, Addison is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And watching how other, one of the thing that, things I think that the show does so well is that you see different experience gaps based on how they're able to metabolize the trauma of their patients. Mm. Like watching someone else be attached to the five babies in a way that Addison knows, like, that's not going to serve me in my job. Um, Right. Like I, I can't, 
I can't call these babies by their names right. that you've given them before they've gotten born because that's not going to help me do their job, do my job and and help you and them. Right. And I, I feel like I relate to that more and more as I get older, just being like, it doesn't make me worse at my job to establish some boundaries at work and just yeah. like have an emotional awareness of the toll that total emotional investment can take. Yeah, and you can tell that that was a hard one lesson for Addison because I love the 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 time when she is training Izzy, right? Mm-hmm. And she's, I forget who, is it Bailey who encourages her? Someone encourages her to be like, you have to put Izzy there overnight and kind of put her, kind of lie to her a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember the finer points of it, but she had to basically put Izzy through a ringer to make her less emotionally attached to the babies. But you could tell it like pained Addison to do it. Yes. And she needs to like harden her. Yeah. Yeah. They know that that baby is going to die and she makes her stay overnight. Yeah. I yeah. totally forgot about that plot. That's a really, like, is really that good, good teaching one. or bad. Cause I'm, I'm usually into thinking of like, I don't like tough, hard ass teaching. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think you can be tough and hard and demand a lot of someone without being cruel. Yes. You know? But yeah. I, I chose the way that acting teachers were chosen at Northwestern Uh was like your freshman year, you don't have an acting teacher. You just take like these core classes. And then there's a, there are four teachers who are going to be teaching from your, you know, your, you'll be in one class, your sophomore to senior year. Yeah. And you sit in on classes to observe their teaching style. And then you rank your choices. Um, And they kind of, draw names out of a hat and they give you your first choice until the first choice class is full and then so on and so on. So you hopefully, everyone has a different enough style that you hopefully get your first or second choice. I can't believe they let you weigh in. Mm-hmm. What a luxury. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I I went for the, the, the run a t- yeah, the run a tight ship act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted, I was like, I want an acting teacher who's going to kick my ass. And like, I don't want a touchy feely one. I want totally. one who's going to, yeah, make me pay. Yeah. And that was my, and so, and so I think I have a, I think I have like an affinity for the, for the doctors at the hospital who are, um, who are like really unfeeling and, and, and tough because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yes, mold me into something. Like yeah, push me to the edge. Yeah. yeah even totally. though I don't love that experience, but there is, there is something very gratifying about, about. About the idea of it. <laughs> completely, completely. It's like in theory, I want it. Yes. And then when it happens, I'll go. I have certain mentors now and I go to them for feedback. And I'm like, I know I'm going to feel destroyed today, but it's yeah. necessary. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I actually am a very sensitive and fragile person. But <laughs> yeah. I think if I try and protect that too much. <laughs> totally, totally. I will, I will end up not making as good of work or, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... I like Addison a lot. I'm trying to think if there are any other characters that had come and gone. I mean, George and Izzy, I hadn't had it all. They were just mentioned. They were just offstage characters. The memories, the memories of them. Yeah. And I like George fine. I think actually after listening to Branson, (laughs) I saw him in a whole new way. So Branson really, I didn't realize what a trope he was. Mm -hmm. And I guess how much I, I, maybe I like that trope. (laughs) And like then had to question that. But I, I don't know. I find I do find myself rooting for him. I like his relationship with Bailey. Yes. I like the way he helps her. He's yeah. written really well as an underdog. And those are the elements of him that I really like. Yeah. Like when he fails his um, yes, boards. Yes. And he has way. to repeat his intern year. Like that's a really good plot for George. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him. Like the, 
there are so many factors that play into why that happens with his dad and things like that, that you really, I really found myself being like rooting for him. Yeah. And that experience of feeling left behind by his friends who are now residents and he now is starting over, but not actually starting over, you know, that that's, that's a really good arc for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I really, I'm, I'm really sad for the episode that you're about to watch just because you are going to see the flashback of what actually ended up going down between Meredith and George and it's oh, uncomfortable. Okay. Just I mean, so I, you know. that, it's so clear that was never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But then I can't tell, I can't tell the difference between what seems inevitable and what is only inevitable because I have knowledge of like Right. Ten years later. I feel like I'm watching one long prequel. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you're doing this really Star Wars style. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to spice it up. But uh, yeah, Izzy as well. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Izzy. I really love the Thanksgiving episode with her and Burke. Yes, when they really hit it off cooking. Yeah. And she yeah. kind of learned more about him than Christina. And it, like, it's just that he, she was able right. to kind of yes. unlock I, that at him. Yeah. I love, I love that too. And I think that something that Burke and Izzy have in common in that, that I really liked seeing brought to the front is like, they like holidays. They like celebration. Like uh-huh. they like this, these things that are the opposite of their job where yeah. it's like they're, they're useless. They right. don't have a function, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're really pleasant and they're, they're nice. Right. They're reassuring. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, like all of the stuff that Izzy bakes and stuff. Yeah. Right. I, I actually, I have a, I think that Izzy is probably the hardest character for me to land on whether or not I like her or not. I can't remember who I was talking to recently who was like, Izzy was, this Izzy plot is the reason why I stopped watching. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can see not really wanting to go along for the ride with her. I, I like her. I like. I love some Izzy moments and then there are other Izzy moments where I'm like, I hate it and I want her to be scolded and like have to pay for what she did and stuff. Totally. Also, the competition is stiff. It's just when you have Bailey and Yang and Gray, it's just, it's it's tough. It's hard to compete. That's a hard, Mm -hmm. that's formidable. It's like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I'd always take a scene with one of them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you like, um, do you like Derek as a character? I, so in my, First half of watching Grey's, which is everyone else's last half of watching Grey's, I like Derek a lot. Yeah. And I really like their marriage and I like how they work through their marriage. I mean, there's like something I like, but I'm angry with him in season two. It just feels like, I don't know. He kind of just plays the same card over and over. It's just the kind of like lovingly looking Meredith's eyes. And yeah. also I'm just like make a choice. I don't know. It also feels like such, this is one that I can't separate the inevitable from what I already know. I can't like, suspend my prior knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since I just know that Meredith and Derek are endgame, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like the vet? I loved the vet. The vet. You haven't met the vet. I haven't met the vet. Okay. Meredith does briefly start dating a vet. Oh, it shit. is it is season two. Mm-hmm. So it's coming. Okay. But yeah. Getting there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're gonna drag this out. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. There I mean, I think that there are actually whenever in, in most shows that like they try and prolong the two characters getting together, I think that a lot of it is manufactured. Mm-hmm. But I do think that Grace does a very good job of making, with, with the with the exception of one that I can think of, like making it very 
logical and believable why they can't be together. Right. And like a lot of it has to do with Meredith's baggage um, and just like the trauma with her mother and things like that. Right. Um, She has to work through that first. Right. That's thing I feel like I met, keep hearing you talk about the therapy arc, which I haven't seen, but I feel like I met Meredith post-therapy. Right. I met her in this other time of her life. And I feel like sometimes with people in my life, I'm like, oh, I met you at this amazing time in your life. I love meeting people in their 50s or 60s. Yeah. Because I'm like, you, have, you know exactly who you are. You've worked through your shit. And I'm so glad I'm like meeting you at this juncture. Yeah. You know? That's really nice. So like Meredith in her 40s, I would all day long. You know? Right. Now it's crazy now to go back and see Meredith 24 or whatever. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Meredith, Meredith is very well adjusted yeah. and has a lot of, self-knowledge in later seasons, particularly after Derek dies. Right. And And sometimes I think to the detriment of her character Mm -hmm. or to like the, the watchability of the Mm -hmm. show, but, uh, but not always Uh, in, in some of the other moments, it's, I feel like very proud of her. I'm like, wow, you've come really far and you wouldn't have been able to do this. Yeah. When she won the Harper Avery, Mm -hmm. I was like, that was such a, cause I feel like, her just reclaiming her career yes. after all the shit, you know, totally. and the way they celebrated her. That was nice. I like Derek as a doctor. Going back to mm-hmm. your point, like, I like how he is with patients. I like how he is when the bomb thing. He's just very, mm-hmm. he's very calm. I feel like some doctors have a bit of, like, manufacturer calm. Yes. And he's, like, actually, I think he's cool as a cucumber. I think he's just yes. chilling in that OR. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a very... Seems very certain mm-hmm. of what every of every move that he should be doing. Totally. Yeah, like nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like I'm good. Like he's very. Where's Preston? Even though Preston, just calling him by his first name that they yes. never get called. But <laughs> I just felt the need to call him Preston. But <laughs> Preston is also extremely accomplished and a great surgeon in real life. Uh-huh. And, but um, he's he has something to prove. I just yeah. feel like he's like you know. And Derek's like, I'm good. Right. Yeah. Do you? What's it like seeing? Uh, Christina with Burke after you had only known her with Owen. Owen. Because they're so different. So different. I mean, I feel about Owen like many do. Not not super into it. And I just feel like no one's quite worthy of her. Mm -hmm. But I'm enjoying enjoying it. I just like. Yeah. It's good because she, she, he disarms her and you can tell. And I, I like that. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, it's. It's so tied up in her being an intern. Uh-huh. Like if she had met him later in her career, I don't know what that would have been like mm-hmm. um, if they were more equals. Yeah. In some ways, I think the relationship would have probably been healthier. Right. I just think, it, yeah, wrong timing. Mm-hmm. But then so I'd only met him when she moves to Sweden? Yeah. Nor- Did I get it right? Norway? I don't know. Uh, it's some Germany? like... Germany? Somewhere. Some... I can't remember. Yeah, Scandinavian yeah. country. But she, and then it's, he's there. Right. In front of the like CGI mountains. And <laughs> Very green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mountains are. I just remember it was like that landscape. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're on a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I am so, I'm so interested in just knowing who ends up with who and then watching it from the beginning. Although, you know, I feel like I've watched other shows like that. Like mm-hmm. I've, there are other shows where it's like, they've been part of the cultural zeitgeist for such yeah. a long time that I'm like, oh yeah. Like I, I watched what little I watched of Game of Thrones was very late. Right. And it was like, okay. I like, 
I know, I know how, I know what the red wedding is. I know right, what this right, stuff is. You know, and it it yeah. doesn't, yeah. I think that different people have different relationships to spoilers. They don't really bother me. Yeah, fact, they, I'm not watching they make for me plot. Calm. Yeah, no, totally. I'm reassured knowing about it. Meredith survives. Yes. And I like, I can hold on to that. I have something. Yeah. Oh, how much Lexi did you experience? And Mary, she's a gas. So there's a few that she's in the blind spot. Yeah. She's in like the, the black hole. Yeah. But I know all about her. It's, yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think about how Callie is when you first meet her. I'm excited for that because I got a lot. I got all of Callie in Arizona's marriage. I got yes. When that Callie whole, is introduced, she yeah. is a different person than the Callie you met. Well, I will say the Callie I met and the Callie I grew to know and love and love Sarah Ramirez. But then when I was reading my Wikipedia plot spoilers, I was like, Callie and George? Mystifying. So I'm, yes. I'm looking forward to, to, to understanding. <laughs> yeah. In it's what absolutely, universe. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Okay. So then you have you have the rest of two, all of three, all of four, five and six. Because then I'll be kind of getting caught up, which is because I met Meredith and Derek. Yeah, like married, mm-hmm. starting. Wow. Starting a fam. Yeah. But I got all of Jackson in April. I got all of, and then mm-hmm. I mean I got all of like the new new class, which is mixed. You know. Yeah. Joe, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I well because I had said I had said to you before we started recording that um, I chose a clip that is from a period of time that you didn't see and you and you said that that's okay it's okay you gave me permission. not watching for plot watching for, <laughs> char- watching for character so okay so let's talk about the theme you wanted to yeah. do which i it's it's something that i it's such an important part of the show but not something that i had put into words in the way that you did but you wanted to talk about adult child and parent relationships yeah. on the show i just think gray's does such a nuanced, realistic job of dealing with difficult parent relationships that's not either, I feel like on TV sometimes it can be like, oh, we have problems, but at the end of the day, (laughs) or, you know, and then there's other ones that are just so melodramatic, and I feel like it just walks that line and deals with situations, situations that most people think are melodramatic are way more common than you think. Like, a lot of people have a parent that's not in their life. Mm -hmm. A lot. And I think it doesn't, mean your life is terrible <laughs> like and or it doesn't mean right. that it's, it also doesn't mean you wish it wasn't so like there and I just think they they play against the redemption and re- reconciliation narrative that usually is there mm-hmm. and they give like something I'm learning in my own life is just how what forget forgiveness is more about you than the person you need to forgive yeah it doesn't mean that you're gonna like make up and then be fine it just means like you have to work it through and accept something and I think they show narratives like that with parent relationships where then they end with forgiveness, but not necessarily reconciliation. Yeah. They, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's such a perfect way of putting it. When you said that you wanted to talk about this, I was like, oh yeah, a bunch of stuff comes to mind. But then the more that I really thought about, the more I was like, you know, I actually think that that, that is, that runs through almost every character's uh, storyline with the exception yeah. of, I mean, to varying degrees. Right. Very few characters don't have a fraught relationship with a parent. Totally. At least one. I mean, Karev. Yeah, Karev's mom. Mm-hmm. Christina and her and her mom have like nothing in common. It's right. not it's not a, a it's not a relationship that's like broken in any way, but it's they're not close. Yeah. Do uh, you ever meet the stepdad, her Jewish stepdad? No, huh. Saul Rubenstein. <laughs> that is the spinoff. Yeah. Oh, I would love <laughs> Dr. Yang's dad gets his own show. Yeah. yeah, I I think he, I I guess 
He's yeah, he's like alive and stuff. Presumably he was at her wedding, but what I do don't remember think? seeing yeah. him there. Yeah. Hmm. That's something I'm really going to have to look into. It's a mystery. But I'm trying to think of, you know, Meredith, obviously, with mm-hmm. both of her parents. Um, I know there's stuff with Derek and Amelia's mother. I just think I haven't gotten there. Daily. Indeed, Gypsy. Yes. No, Mama Rose. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Amelia Amelia has a really great episode this season, mm-hmm. season 15, uh, with her family, both her sisters and her mom, and how yes. that's really difficult um, yeah. relationship and being kind of like the black sheep of the family and what what that's done mm-hmm. to all of them. Um, and Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. And April has a close relationship with her parents. I think Arizona has a good relationship with at least her dad, who she's spoken about. But Callie has a plot line that you haven't seen yet. With George's mom? Um, no. No, no just with her from- own dad. Oh, really? Her, her dad... Um, has a really uh, bad reaction to her dating a woman and cuts her off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the way that the fallout from that, I think is, is depicted really realistically Mm. of like, you're hurt, but you're also really angry. Yeah, Um, totally. It's not, it's not just like, it's not black or white about how, how you feel like you want to proceed. Totally. Like she has a moment where she's like, <clears throat> well, then he doesn't get to be in my life. Right, right. Like if he can't accept me or love me for who I am, then I don't want him to. Right. But then there's there's so much sadness that then comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it, George, ha- George doesn't feel like he can super relate to his dad, but. Right. But I've he, seen he the turkey his, shooting. Yes. But he loves his parents right. very much. And I think has a pretty good relationship with them and then there's that unfortunate like owen's mom dating the young guy what i don't Gosh, know i really had blocked that out yeah that's that's <laughs> it just a, came to me now out of, that's such a, rough, a fever dream a rough path to travel but then she also knows us new zealand guy do you know what i'm talking about nathan the other cute is he new zealand new zealander um, there's something there's an accent there from. i think he may be just british Maybe yeah. he's from New Zealand. I don't remember. Well, because they know him because he was engaged to her daughter. Mom, yeah. Yeah. Owen's sister. Yes. What a tangled web we weave. Totally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I I personally don't have a difficult parent parent relationship in my life, but uh but I have I have family stuff that I don't feel like that I feel like is very normal and mm. difficult. Yeah, yeah. And that it's like, it, it is really nice. Like Karev's mom, I think, is the best, uh, yeah. is the best resemblance because my sister has bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and um, and that's a very, it's been, it's been a very tough road for her to travel. But the scene, which um, I think I hold part of but when she kind of describes like I need routine I need stability and you are upsetting me right like that that was something when I watched I was like I've never seen that before about Mm -hmm. someone who you think has wronged you or who hurt you in some way is Mm -hmm. saying like you bringing that to the table right now is actually compromising my health because Mm -hmm. I have to do things in a certain way otherwise you know things kind of spin out of control for me. So you have to put your own 
feelings mm-hmm. away and deal with them and then come back to me later because I don't have the bandwidth really yeah, or the skill set to deal with this at the moment. Totally. And I had never seen that before. And that yeah. was really like, even though it, it's very different when it's a parent yeah. and the feelings of betrayal that Alex experiences of like, mm-hmm. you got better and didn't tell me. Right. There right. were still elements of that that I was like, I've, that, that the familial part of that, that, that is separate from parental is something that really yeah. struck me as being like, this was written by someone who knows what this is like. Right, right. Which always is a nice feeling when you're watching something. Really. And that's Grace does that. Like even hearing the episode you had about addiction, like they, it just feels yes. like they really take care to know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think that you do sometimes watch something that you're like, that's not how this works at yeah, all. Yeah, but yeah. at least with the emotional emotional frequencies, you're like, yeah, this was written by someone who, who gets it. Who gets it, it. I felt that because I have a parent who is not in my life. And Meredith, when Meredith finds out like Thatcher is dying and she talks to Maggie about it mm-hmm. and and Matt, that's a whole other thing, Maggie. But like she, she's <laughs> kind of like, well, I just found out my dad is dying. And Maggie's like, oh, do you want to talk about it? And she's like, uh, and kind of just like moves through it mm-hmm. as if she was like, oh, I have this annoying thing I have to do at three o'clock. Like in this way, yes. that I think when there are people close to you understand that even if something's traumatic, it's not deep trauma all the time. And that there's something that happens when people don't understand what that is. When you bring up the parent thing, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, oh, no, you must be so. And it's, yeah. I just feel like Matt, that relationship felt so real, or that reaction yeah. of like a best friend or sister just kind of being like, totally get it, like. You, are you down for this or no? Okay, no, I don't care. You right. Know. Not forcing you into this like emotional hotspot of like, yeah. Do you want to have a breakdown? Yeah. Do you want me to watch you have a breakdown? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. And yeah. also that something that should be so objectively traumatic, you have a complicated relationship to. It's mm-hmm. like parents or with like weddings or funerals. Yeah. It's like you're not a monster if you don't have a typical relationship to those things when it comes to your parents. Right. Some people who don't understand that, they're like, what do you mean? They're not going to be at your wedding? You're like, you just think, you know, when anyone who has that experience, just like it's, they get it. (laughs) I have a a hard time around the holidays sometimes because – for people, for people for whom going home is not fraught at all, uh, yeah. where people are just like, I am counting down the days until I go home. And then when I go home, my life is just as good as it is here. Like they're both my home. This is my home and this is my home. And I'm like, oh, that must be so nice. What to, is that like? Yeah. yeah like, totally. I mean, I, there's a lot of like, I mean, there's no shortage of like love or anything in my yeah, family. Yeah. It's very pleasant to be home, but it's like, oh yeah, no, but there's like, bunch of stuff no that's not like an easygoing experience that's not like like a calming rejuvenating people are like we always play board games i'm like oh well okay yeah we just kind of like sit around and wonder (laughs) (laughs) what we're supposed to be doing and want to make sure that no one's upset (laughs) totally totally (laughs) gotta feel it out got to feel it out yeah it's always interesting people with totally different parental relationships and you're like what is that even like for me it's when people have parents in the also in the arts Yes. I'm like, what is that? Just, I don't know about you, but like for me, I'm just the weirdo who went yes. into this and it's not anywhere in my family. And I'm like, I can't imagine if like my mom was in theater. <laughs> like, what would that be like? Yeah, I I know what you mean. <laughs> I uh, My mom is an accountant, but she loves comedy and she's oh, like a big awesome. comedy nerd. And yeah. so she is sometimes like, it's like almost alarming how much I'm like, why do you know what that is? <laughs> She's like, well, I saw it. Like, totally. I saw it in this thing and stuff like that, which yeah. I, I really, 
I really enjoy, but it, I, I couldn't imagine. I think that that's still different than people who work in that industry. Right. Right. I'm glad that, that I don't, it, I, I, I think it's kind of nice to do my own thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be so, but I have a lot of friends who like come from like totally it's like the family families. the family business or whatever <laughs> wow <laughs> what's that like I know yeah it, it's just like like wow you have the same probably would be that way I think for me my personality type for anything of like just I have the same job as my mom yeah that's so that would be so funny so to weird. me yeah, yeah. especially because the arts is so localized too like it's not like well it's like if you're both doctors and you're like, well, it's different. I work at a hospital. You work in a private practice. Right, I work right. on this. You work on that. I'd be like, no, if you and your mom are both actors, that you're doing this, you're doing the same thing. That's intense. Weren't there like two Redgraves who were nominated for Tony the same year? Like Vanessa and Liz, something like <gasps> That's that. Right. And I was like, what a thing. Yeah. What a complicated experience for both for both parties. I know. I I know. I think that must be the case too with with. Uh, like married couples too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Branson and I are both like in the same orbit, but we don't do exactly You the have same your specialties. And no, I feel yes. the same with me, me and Matt. Like yeah. we both have a creative life and understand what that is and understand the hustle. And But it's yeah, music and comedy. Yeah. But then you guys do do shiz together. A you little guys bit. Do, That's yeah. the first time. Yeah. Shiz musical sketch comedy show at UCP. That was the first time he had this. Yeah. He had an idea about doing musical theater sketches. And I was like, actually, I think I can help with this one. Do you guys work in similar ways? Like, are you compatible collaborators? Branson yeah. and I are not. So that's, I mean, we, we, we did don't try once. Really? Yeah. We <laughs> just tried to like write a sketch together and it was just like, it wasn't unpleasant or bad. It just was like, oh, we just don't really gel in this way. That's yeah. fine. We don't need to. <laughs> yeah. We don't write together, but we're really collab good collaborators with feedback. Like that's I, nice. I yeah. love his feedback and his feedback style. And maybe that's just part of knowing each other so well. Like right. he knows my habits. He knows like he's so I, the feedback loop is really strong. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's an important part of that. If you're going to, if you're going to have something not burst into flames, probably the part where you <laughs> like are honest with each other about how things are going is like the one that totally, yeah, in, totally. A, in a collaborative relationship that you don't want to fall apart. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The stakes are high. It's like why I finally started doing dishes. I was like, I, this is the first roommate. I really, I really want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was I just, lived with two best friends earlier, but still, <laughs> still not enough. Yeah. I, I was talking to a friend who's going to LA for the summer and she's contemplating where she's going to live. And she was like, should I live with a roommate or, or not? I just don't want to have a roommate. And I was like, I just couldn't have a roommate who I can't get mad at ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just... I, I don't mind living with someone else. I live with Branson. But yeah, if yeah. I had a, a roommate who I like wasn't really allowed to be mad at, I would, I can't do that at that yeah. point in my life anymore. <laughs> I, I understand completely. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that Jessica Capshaw, who plays yeah, Arizona, Arizona that her, her stepdad is Steven Spielberg? No idea. Yeah. Speaking of Speaking of family, Parents, right. Yes. But I love that I didn't know that. Huh. Yes. I don't know... Wait, father? Stepfather. Oh, cat, Kate, cat. It's all coming back <laughs> I love her. I miss her on the show. I like her very much. Speaking yeah. of mentors, like, I feel like she's a love leading mentor. Like, she's like yes. her mentorship to I Alex. Love her Alex. And then yeah. Gina Davis, right? Yes. That's a whole thing. I loved that arc. Yeah. 
liked it too. For a while, whenever I tried to find the page for Nicole's Grace Anatomy and I typed that in, it just yeah. would come up her character. Just like, because her character's name is Nicole Herman. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Obviously, I know that because my name is Nicole. That's not like a important Grace detail. But it's fun to see a character with your name. Yeah, that's true. Representation like is so important. It is. I mean, there are a dearth of Shana's. Yes, I would I would have to agree. I can't. Simply one, Gullah Gullah Island. Oh. Way back in the day. Yes. I think Disney. I don't mm-hmm. know, but there was a Shana walked on, on the screen and I was. Did you I relate so to sane. her? Deeply, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into our clips. Yes. Uh, we are here talking about adult child and parent relationships on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I'm so excited to get into these clips. Yeah. So you have three clips. I have two clips. And we, this is definitely, this is definitely, this episode spans more seasons clip wise than anything else we've done. Because I think, because I think that some of, some of the interesting parent child moments are after they've gone, undergone a lot of personal growth in the show. Right, right. but I think I'm going to start with one between Izzy and her mom. Awesome. Have you met? No, Izzy? I'm so excited. Okay. So this okay. is this is from season five during Izzy's uh, cancer. Yes. And Izzy's mom, like you kind of hear about her a few times before, you know, you know, she still is at the trailer park, mm-hmm. you know, that she's right. like, she likes psychics and, you know, mm-hmm. pays like, you know, money for like phone psychics and things like that. And she calls her cricket like oh that yes comes through in a the psychic the psychic I remember that mm-hmm. yes the creepy really good psychic episode um and at this point in Izzy's cancer arc she knows that she has cancer she started doing um treatment it she's not super far along in treatment and they're going to have a scan to see if her Mets have shrunk and uh she is also planning Meredith's wedding Mm -hmm. because Meredith just doesn't care and Izzy loves weddings. And so she's, she gets to do it. And so she's like, she can't taste food because she is prepping for um, this procedure uh, or scan or whatever it is. And so Alex is like eating chicken and being like, it tastes like chicken. She's like, you have to tell me more information. He's like, I don't know. It's good. It tastes like chicken. And, uh, but her mom shows up and she's like, who called her oh. and you know that and you find out that Bailey had called her because it's like it's her mom, her mom. you're going through right. yeah but it's not it's not great it's mm-hmm. not like they're fighting but her mom is just a lot yeah and she's really she's really like a big presence and has a lot of opinions and uh-huh. like flirts with Alex and like all of this stuff and so right. this is kind of towards the end of the episode um about halfway through when Izzy's mom has said something like she assumes that she has breast cancer. She doesn't even ask. She just assumes that she has breast cancer. And then Izzy's like, well, actually I have what started as skin cancer. And her mom is like, you have skin cancer. I got called down here because of a little mole. Like, oh my gosh, you scared, like you scared me so much. How could you do that? And Izzy never really had gotten to actually tell her like, I, it's, it's actually, it's spread. So this is the scene where she 
actually tells Tell her, her mom okay. what's going on. So tell me about Dr. Hadi. How long have you all been together? Mom, it's not just a mole. I have stage four melanoma. It's in my organs. It's not just a mole. Now, you don't have skin on your organs, hon. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Don't just sigh at me, Isabel. Just, you know, just explain. Okay. Um, you remember when, when Grammy had that tumor on her thyroid? Grammy died. She died. She... Really soon after that, she died. Why are you t telling me that you have a mole? <laughs> I don't understand. You you just you have a mole. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a really bad comparison. What I have is nothing like what Grammy had. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, just breathe. It's okay. I'm okay. Just breathe. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Oh boy. I just that just that scene just really sticks with me. Of just she's like protecting her mom. She's she's taken on like these traditional maternal roles of like I'm protecting my mom. I'm 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 withholding information so that you don't get hurt. Right. And and. But I, but it's a very, you know, scary situation for Izzy. Right. And that is the crazy thing that starts to happen as an adult that when you, those roles reverse and you, yes. we all find ourselves like mothering our mother or fathering our father, like whatever it is. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Cause at the end of the day, I, I believe like the parents always a parent and the child's always a child. Mm -hmm. Like there's no like fun. It's, it can never, I don't know. But then there are times when you're like, whoa, this is so crazy. Like I'm taking on that role. Right. Yeah. I'm making these like adult decisions that, mm -hmm. That I'm making a choice for my parent. Right. When right. growing up, I could have never done that. I didn't have the power or the uh -huh. independence. And now I'm making a choice about what information they get, what what I involve them in, what, you know, that that is such a strange part of adulthood. Yeah. And having to explain something. Cause I feel like as a I'm, I'm yeah. not a parent, so I don't know, but it's like explaining to a four-year-old, like, how am I going to explain what government is? Or I don't know, like, a right. what a concept is. Mm -hmm. As you could tell, Izzy's like, how am I going to frame this in a way my 61-year-old mother will understand? Right. You know? And what the, the way that this episode ends is she has the scan and Bailey comes in with the results and says, I've got great news. The cancer is all gone. And when it's the mother's not. in there? Yeah. Oh, and you know, you know that there's just no way that the cancer could be all gone. And you know that she is doing this for Izzy, that she feels bad that she got the mom involved and that she's uh, just lying and saying that the cancer has completely gone away. And hearing that makes Izzy know that things have actually gotten worse. That and is so, such classic, like, Grays. Yeah. It's, that reminds me of the patients, the, one of the many elderly couples, but the one it's like, they're like, don't tell my husband I'm dying. Yes. And he's like, don't tell her she's dying. Mm -hmm. And they said it. So then they leave and they both are in this blissful. They think they're like holding this, bearing this cross for each right. other. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's know, exactly like that. that reversal. Oh, my gosh. Such a good one. Oh, such a good one. 
Yeah, uh, I I don't know. That's uh, we recently listened to the episode or the clip where um, George's dad like scolds him. Yeah, and is like, yeah. We're not stupid. You th- or like you know we don't think you're stupid. You think we're stupid, right? And I think that this is such an interesting. It kind of sets it up in the same way where she's like, well, you don't have you don't have skin on your organs. Yeah. And you think that it's going to be like, Izzy, it's your mom. You're sick. Like. Don't tell her to shut up. Be yeah, kind to yeah. her. And but the lesson is not actually for Izzy or her mom to learn. It's for Bailey to be like, don't, don't assume that you know what someone needs or that having a parent is going to naturally be more comforting or something like that. Totally. Like it's and mm-hmm. and I like that. That's kind of how it lands. Yes, that Bailey put Izzy through unnecessary pain. Right. And right. Izzy's moments that with her mom end with her being like, I love you so much, and it's mm-hmm. these really like kind of gripping moments of attachment but I, I think that it's it's a it's a mature conclusion totally that, that it's yeah. like yeah at the end of the day though like it doesn't really matter that Izzy and her mom like ended things on a nice note like you you called someone who she didn't want called right. and complicated something that was already complicated right, right and then you put her in a position where she had to mother her mother right when, when she's, she's the dying. one who has cancer yeah, yeah so I don't know. I really, I really like that episode. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. never assume, never assume some, what someone else's family is. Yeah, it's just and people assume all the time. I find that people assume. Yeah, they assume about parents. They assume about marriages, relationships. And you're kind of like, wow, you could have really waded into a minefield with that question. Yes. Like me and Matt were tr- shopping for a couch the other day. And it was totally like the person, and we we're like, well, what do you think of this couch? And they're like, well, are you gonna are you gonna have kids? <laughs> or like, are you having kids? And I was like, it was just, and I was like, you could, we was fine. And we we're like, oh, not yet. Or maybe eventually, but not, I was like, not on this couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my God. But I was like, she really could have waited. And I don't yes. know when, when you make assumptions of like, oh, she probably needs her mom. It's like, yeah, just careful there. There's every family has their shit. Yeah. Even the most perfect, happy seeming, happy to go home for Christmas break family has such yeah. shit going on. Do you feel that because you write songs that you sing yourself, that people like assume that they know things about your life, make drawing conclusions from like your your work? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I I'm not even someone who does it. I have like some autobiographical stuff, but I really admire artists who even make like whole evenings about that. Yeah. For me, I'm like I'll do it in like a three minute song, mm-hmm. but it's such because the people really attach or like people kind of think they have an intimacy that. I'm like, it's not fact, you know, right. but when people really make, yeah, the whole shows and movies about their own life, I'm like, wow, that is brave as hell. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, yeah. Well, and I also just find that like when people s- sing or write from like one point of view, you just assume that it's like 100% autobiographical, not embellished at all, stuff like that. Like when you said that you wanted to do this, I was like, oh, that, that reminds me of Shana's song. Yeah. And I was like, but I does it? Like, <laughs> I don't actually. <laughs> totally. You know, like you have those moments where you're like, you conflate people's like work with their right, identity right. in such a natural way. It's like part of that whole assumption of like, well, I've heard them mention this thing before. And so I assume that that's like a thing for them. Right. It's totally. like, oh, well, I know that her mom, like with Izzy, it's like, I know that her mom lives nearby. Right. It's such an easy trip. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, she'll be so yeah, glad. She'll I, be called so glad her. I called her. I'm really, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. Um. Okay. Your first clip that you have is... Is it Miranda and Thatcher? 
No, no we can no, do no, that. No, sorry. Whichever's fine. No, no, no. I just I just had it chronologically, okay. but it Chrono, doesn't Chrono's good. Does they're all different. So I mean, we matter. could do my chronology, which is like later and then earlier, but I, I don't think that's actually correct. Just to keep this structure. Should we start coherent. with Jackson then? Okay. To be more truly most accurate. Great. To start in the middle, go to the end, then jump back. Yes. Okay. So do you want to set up this this Jackson clip? Yeah. So Jackson is going on a trip with April. I'm not going to lie. I forget why. It's a medical trip. It's like a yeah. work trip to Montana. I'm yep. really getting all the details somewhere. You're nailing and it. He, he and knows that his that he he does know that his dad, who he's never met or maybe hasn't seen since he was a very young child, who had been married to Catherine Avery, um, who has not been in his life. He knows that this father lives in this town that he's going to. Mm-hmm. So he kind of shows up at the like. I don't know, diner bar place where the dad works. Yeah. And, and starts to have a conversation with him. Like the bar is closed and it's just the two of them. Yeah. Am I missing anything? No, you got it. So what I mean is, uh, what you do, your family, are you married? Kids? I guess what I'm asking is, are you happy? Yeah, of course. No, not of course. I'm happy. Are you? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I am. But for me, the whole everything, I just couldn't do it. If it works for you, great me the gala is the handshaking it wasn't my thing your thing but when i found out what was you couldn't drag me away pal from your diner in montana the night that i met your mother it was an annual avery gala I was stuffed in a thousand dollar tux. She was the most beautiful woman in the room. Going toe to toe with some rich dinosaur by God knows what. And she had a laugh. I introduced myself. And she ignored me half a night just to spite me. I was born into that life, but she was born for. So you took off. You know your mother. Her expectations are crushing. How about you don't talk about her anymore? I'm sorry. You're right. She is your mother. That's true. She is my mother. And I don't know you. Jackson, forget it. Listen. Hmm. Kind of a that's kind of a tough one to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like what feels real to me about it is is that thing of like you can't reason with unreasonable people. It's like he's yep. just his his oblivion. Mm-hmm. There's some people who like are have their tail between their legs or are guilty, but then there's this thing of like he's like once I found that thing, like you couldn't drag me away. Like he just the total yeah ignorance of the implication of what he's saying was parenting you wasn't my thing yeah but he like can't 
see it. So it's almost the sort of thing I feel in that quote, like Jackson accepts when you have the thing of like, oh, I'm never going to make you understand this. Yeah. Like nothing I say is going to make you understand. Like you've chosen your narrative and mm-hmm. like now that's clear to me and it's actually like freeing. So I feel like that's a moment where I'm like, oh, I feel like he forgives his dad in that moment. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. the kind of forgiveness that's like, I understand you now. It's like, oh, I get that we're not going to have, I'm never going to get out of this. There's nothing I need from you because I'll never get it from you. Yeah. And so I no longer expect it from you mm-hmm. and I can like free myself from it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's exactly the right. That's such a good description of what happens in that scene because it's very, um, I think that if you haven't had that type of uh, interaction before, you feel a little like, come on, Jackson, yell at him. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like it feels like a little stunted in some way. And, th- and then you do, he does go back right, later yeah. and kind of be like, I do have a daughter. And he's like, that's amazing. I'm a grandfather. And he's like, no, you're not, you're not, you're not because yeah. you're not my father. Yeah. So you can't be a grandfather. Right. Right. Um, right. And I, I, I just think it's, I don't know that it's a very like, like what Jackson does is very powerful and is actually very hard to do mm-hmm. to kind of decide to deal with it on your own, yeah. like inside with, with yourself, as opposed to trying to deal with it with the person who has disappointed you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, I, I can't tell you how many times that the phrase like you can, you can't, you don't win with an irrational person by trying right. to be more rational than them. You you can only. Right. Yeah. It's not like rational logic. It's not going to work on them. And right. so like once you realize that, it, yeah, it sets you free. Like I've had that experience. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I no longer expect that. I, my tools, I know my tools are no good. My powers, my wand doesn't work here. Like yeah. it's, and fine. Okay. Then I won't expect it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so true. I, yeah. Well, it, this also made me, I had kind of forgotten that, um, Joe, a huge arc this season is that Joe tries to find her birth mother, which is very challenging. But uh, Jackson says to her, like, you know, just so you know, because Maggie's like, I didn't worked out great. It was Richard. Right, right, right. And Jackson's like, well, just so you know, I did it. And it was not, uh, it was not what I was expecting. I don't, don't, I wouldn't go into it thinking that you're going to, uh, be glad you did. Totally. And that one left me cold, the Joe and her mom. Mm-hmm. Me Can too. Maybe it was the writing and the acting. I don't know. It just wasn't, it didn't ring for me. I was like, you guys are both like, mm-hmm. at the, I couldn't tell what either person was actually trying to get out of that. I feel like they both were wrong. Yeah. And I yeah, feel yeah. like, I feel like in those moments where two people are both just very, very hurt. Right. And feel guilty about blaming the other person but can't help but do it. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't really manifest in just a trading off of monologues where it's like, well, this happened to me. Well, right, this right, happened to right. me. Like, the competition to be more right. Yeah. I don't think that that is actually feels natural in that no. scenario. And it felt even more natural because wasn't it in the, like, very special episode? Mm-hmm. It was in the, the like, about... Um, oh, it, was uh, it in that same one about, no, about it, sexual assault? It was it was a couple episodes after that, but it was like in light of that. It was yeah. like Joe had such an amazing like experience with this. Like it's right. time for her to. Yeah, it felt mm-hmm. a little righty in that way. I could yeah. just see the strings in a way that I don't usually with Grace. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, those those are that's like a complicated one where I was like, yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't really fathom what it would be like to be someone in that scenario and whether or not you feel 
represented or seen by how that sure. was depicted. But yeah. but from my from my perspective, yeah, it just felt point. very far from from emotional reality for me. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought like, oh my. Also, you guys are like in public. That's I, the thing, I wouldn't yeah. want that either. Right. Like <laughs> I wanted like, to see them have to contain. They, yeah, it felt like the same acting as mm-hmm. if they were in a private room, and I was right. like, have to. Get, deal with the obstacle of the the scenario you're in. Right. But anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then, okay, another very late on, later on episode, this clip that I had kind of described earlier with Karev and his mom. Oh, yeah. So in season 14, Karev has this really scary moment where he realizes that the checks that he has been sending to his mom haven't been cashed in a really long time. Right, right. And he immediately thinks that his mom has died. Uh-huh. Because um, she was always severely mentally ill, really yeah. unstable, and she depended absolutely on his financial support. Yeah. And so for her to not be cashing those checks like, yes, uh, was just like absolute confirmation. And so he and Joe go to visit her to see where she is, um, fully expecting the worst. Right. And instead, they discover the best. She actually is working, stable, right. working doing really well for herself. And instead of feeling happy by that, Alex feels extremely betrayed, which I think is like very realistic. He's Uh like, you got better and didn't tell me. Right. And you are capable of getting better. Yeah. And didn't do it for me. For me, right. Mm -hmm. And so he goes into the library where she's working and he Mm -hmm. is upset and she tells him to leave which is the scene I was describing earlier where she's like bad for my routine yeah Yeah. she's like everything depends on my routine I can't do it and he storms out and the scene that I chose is when he actually comes back later after having had this discussion with Joe where Joe is like this is a good thing and I think that you should respect her boundaries Uh and see how you can get to know her or speak to her in the context of her own routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what that's what this scene is. Look, I don't want to mess with your routine. I, uh, I just need her to say a couple things. <laughs> I want a library card. What? I mean, it's, uh, you have to be here for your job. That's part of it, right? so happy for you and proud and uh, seeing you here doing so well it, uh, it was a lot I got mad and I know it was a lot for you too so much more and I know uh, I know that I haven't stayed in touch but I always thought about you and um, I'm so happy. I'm really happy for you. Um, oh, I'm gonna go. You wanna do the stamp? Huh? The due date stamp. I always change it at the end of the night for tomorrow. And when you were a little boy, you used to love to do that for me. Silly. Never mind. No, 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 no. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I really like that scene. That's so good. She's great. Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, again, I feel like it's child becoming the parent because mm-hmm. in a way he's saying all the things to her that he probably wants to hear from her. Right. Yeah. Like if you just reverse that monologue and if she's like, I haven't been in touch, but I'm really happy for you. Like that's yeah. what she can't give, but he understands that, that right. she actually needs it more than he needs it. Yeah. And when you think about the ways in which he kind of thought about the instability of his youth and how he... Um, there was abuse in his family mm-hmm. and his mom was unable to protect them. And so he protected his younger siblings and yeah. he was the one who uh, <laughs> left home and felt a lot of guilt about that and felt like he had to be the one in charge. Yeah. The, the kind of baggage that, that, that he carries in a lot of those earlier seasons and the anger that he has, it's like very, it's very rewarding to see it to the end where he just is able to let that go both for her benefit in the sense when he like kind of becomes the parent to her, but also just for himself that it's like the context of this visit is also that he and Joe are engaged and getting married and that, you know, he never even imagined a world in which his mom could attend his wedding. But now they're kind of faced with this. Then it was like immediately he was confronted with like, well, she's healthy enough too, but she doesn't care about me enough to tell me that she's healthy. So right, like, what, right. where does that fall? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like, he does do that for himself at the end too. And I feel like he, he isn't beating himself up for not having been in touch, which yeah. is like a really like powerful choice to make in your own totally. self-image. Totally. And I, I'm not usually a huge Joe fan. I could take mm-hmm. her leave her, but I feel like I'm now remembering in these episodes, she's such a good partner. Yes. Because she's just there for, it's that thing where you just need, it's like your opinions on it don't matter and you are there to serve. You are there yes. to just be like, I am helping to facilitate this difficult moment for you and like my judgment of it is irrelevant. Yes. Totally. And she's just like really good with that. She's like, great, we won't see you at the wedding. We love you. Yes, Hope to exactly. See you soon. It's like not about her. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah, that's exactly right. It's not about her. And that feeling of just when you have, when someone that you love is in the type of pain where you're like, I can't say I know what you're going through because I have no idea what that's like. I can only kind of just like help yeah. refract your own feelings back to you and 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 be there to kind of just sit alongside you. Totally. And that's all just that be there. I can do. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I thought that the, when I found out that hi, there was going to be like an episode, like at the beginning of the episode, they were like, they're going to, we're going to go visit my mom. I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is just going to be yeah. when they go drama places, for the sake of drama. Yeah. yeah. But then I, I was really, I was really pleased with how they handled it. Totally. And also yeah. just that like, it didn't change everything immediately. Like she is like now a little bit more in his life. She comes to visit. She comes to visit. And then I love that thing where like she smells fire. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're crazy. And then there is a fire. And so it's this moment where everyone's panicking because of the fire. But Karev like smiles because it means that like his mom wasn't crazy. She yeah. was fire. Yes. Like, I'm I like, loved- that's just like good writing. And, like, I- that. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, he's just happy because he knows yeah. that everything's on stable. fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, that's good news for me. <laughs> yeah. I-, I also really like the moment in this season where his mom like is is too she was able to get herself on a plane to come, but right. she doesn't really think that she can get on a plane again. She doesn't feel ready. Yeah. 
but she also doesn't really want to stay. She really wants to go home. Yeah. And Krebs like, it's been really great having my mom here, but I really would like to go for yeah, her to go yeah, home. Yeah. But maybe this is just what she wants. Like right. maybe my mentally ill mom like wants to live, live with, with me us. and my wife. Right. And it's I love kind of that they eventually figure out that they both want the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's really nice when it's just both of them are like, I'm just trying to do right by this yeah, other person yeah. who but we actually do really want the same thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay, we have two more clips up. They're both you. They're both Meredith clips. A season two and a season 15. What should, what should we do structurally? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe season two first? Okay, great. Um, I had totally forgotten about this clip until you brought it up. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I It's, yeah. it's so good and really emotional. Yeah. Um, do you want to s- set yeah, it up? Yeah, so it's in season two. And so Ellis, we know Meredith's mother has Alzheimer's. and But Meredith has been pretty stoic about it. Mm-hmm. And I think then she also gets diagnosed with liver cancer. There's one other added medical diagnosis. Yeah, she has some other reason why she's Something. sick. Yeah. But it, the point is, like, to me, the whole, from the introduction of her storyline, which is in the pilot pretty much, yeah. it's like, she's been, I don't think we've seen Meredith break yeah and so this is this moment she goes into the iconic supply closet (laughs) and um sits down and she this happens and Derek finds her in there yeah yeah she watches an old woman die among her best friends like her best friends that's right that's right have come to like it's like this old lady who Meredith accidentally revived when she had a DNR. Right. And her friends are there being like, she wants to go to the light. Let her go to the light. And they, they are accepting of the fact that their like very best friend is very old. But, and then there's this moment where she does die kind of gently. And her friends are just there with her, like holding her hand and things like that. And like Meredith is kind of just overcome and and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to the supply closet. Yep. Go, it's the first time it's like doesn't not until season two does she cry or does she kind of like finally yeah the iron will like breaks and it's so satisfying watching it f- straight through from season one yes yeah yeah just the way also just the way the performance and the delivery of that it's totally. like you just don't know what like what exactly she's 
going to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're like, why did the why did this yeah. make you feel like that? Right, like that's right. so weird. And then just for the reveal to be that what she's saying is I don't want my mother to die alone. Right, right. It's just heart wrenching. And especially because yeah. you know how her mother has been to her. And it's like it's it's such a deep love in spite of this really right. rotten you know, relationship. Totally. Well, mm-hmm. that's the, at the end, no matter what's happening, the, what, what happens with your parents, like there is that primal guttural, yes. like you're the child and there's that wound. And no matter how strong you are, even if you're married to the great, it's like, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna sneak up on you. Like you can only run away from it for so long. And then also it's so intimate. Like that yes. moment, that's like so intimate. And what they, in, without yeah. any words and without any, Mm-hmm. kissing or anything it's just like oh shit that something changes after that with those two for me yes. I'm like that said that he witnessed that and that he helped her in that moment and yeah the look that he gives of just like it's he's so sad for her yeah but there's no like pity or fear about like seeing that kind of a display it's yeah. very patient it's, it's very the calm loving. it's his doctor mm-hmm. calm he's just like it's all good yeah we're going to handle we it. We can handle this. I will give you a bag. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I have done that before. I hadn't considered, I guess you're, what is it? Like you're just supposed to breathe in a bag? Yeah, there's something about, I think, just like breathing CO2 uh, that helps, um, that kind of like recycling the air helps uh, calm you down in some way. Oh, pro tip. Yeah, I've seen I've seen it before in like cartoons, like yes. like you know like it's an it's a like played for laughs, like someone right. freaks out and so they yeah breathe really fast right. into a paper bag. But I I guess I, I I remember reading at some point what the actual like yeah physiologically what's happening when yeah. when that happens. It it is based in fact though. Yeah, oh. you can you can like uh, calm your self down oh. I don't think it's the uh, go to for all panic attacks no 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 but I think for this one she like couldn't catch her breath and yeah, that was, yeah, that was part of it yeah oh my gosh final clip final clip this this Meredith and Thatcher clip okay so she season 15 or no I just made that up yeah. is it yeah, wow. yeah. nailed it I know yes <laughs> um, she finds out hasn't seen Thatcher in years yeah. in seasons in many years because there's the three year time gap so they are in 2024 I presume <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right that's right that's right um, and she hears from Richard who has heard in AA circles that Thatcher is dying mm-hmm. and she ultimately decides to go see him and then in this clip he is actually physically dying and she's this is what she's saying to him as that's happening yes right. yeah and she's yeah. already expressed yeah. some anger yeah earlier in the episode that's correct yeah which and you can't blame her for it no because when you think about just like lexi died and they both went through that but right not together right right and they could have yeah um okay here we go okay don't try to speak the closet Left something. I don't need anything. For your kids. I, I... I wish... I wish... I knew them. I thought of... I thought of them. Uh, uh, my hands are so cold. Sorry, I can... Oh, no. 
Zola is so smart and so strong. And she keeps me on my toes every minute of every day. And Bailey says funny before every sentence. Funny, I'd like an apple. Funny, I need pajamas. He's so cute. And Ellis, she is brave. And she's obsessed with hip hop. They are exhausting and amazing. I wish you knew them too. Because they are so, so beautiful. That moment that she has, like, after he has, like, lost consciousness mm-hmm. and she, like, does that exhale. And then she has this, like, facial expression of, like, it's not, like, rolling her eye. She, like, she just, she yeah. has this, like, expression that feels so um, realistic. And I yeah. don't know what exactly it is that, like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like this feeling of like, I can't believe I just did this. Right, right. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. like this is, this is crazy that this is just, and I, and I, I did it even though I, I really did not want to. And I did this anyway. Like, that's so wild. Yeah, yeah. When I first saw this, because it was the first time I saw Thatcher was in this episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I am also a scandal watcher. So what's his name? Jeff, Jeff Perry. Jeff Perry, yeah. All I could see, do you watch scandal? Uh, yeah, I, a little. I did not finish, but yes. All I could see was Cyrus being. It was just like yeah. a very, I, it was tough. Yes. Um, but now I'm more used to it. <laughs> so I've, I've, acc- I've acclimated yeah. to his cross Shonda appearances. He's but, married to the casting director. Oh, duh. To Betsy Beers, the Smart. Shondaland casting director. And that's no. how to hack it. Yeah. That's how to really hack the industry. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, yes. Um, wow. He's, he, uh, I will say, like, as someone who predominantly thinks of Jeff Perry as Thatcher Gray and saw him, you know, from from beginning to end chronologically. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, like, this clip screams, like, it's Thatcher. Remember Thatcher? He's right, just, like, right. old dying man, He's like, in totally. a very broad way. Yeah. Um, the acting is very good. Jeff Perry is an excellent actor. Yeah. But it's not, like, you're getting, like, some some specificity. Totally. Uh, He's that, there. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like dying totally. uh, pre- predominantly just just predominantly a dire yeah um, but he, <laughs> he, what i love about it is yeah in that final moment the choice to tell him about her kids and his grandkids mm-hmm. is so kind but not bullshit yeah like in that final moment it's not that she's like it's all okay everything's fine i forgive you or anything yeah so she finds this way to like not be false mm-hmm. but to get because like i always think like her kids don't deserve to not be remembered by their grandfather. It's that thing yeah. of like, who is she to necessarily keep that memory? It's like that the kids are innocent. Yeah. And so it's to me to the, to like evoke the kids in that final moment is just this amazing 
offering to him that yes. like is not forgive again, like a different kind of forgiveness. And it's yeah. this moment of like, I'm not going to deny the fact that you caused an immense amount of pain in my right, life. Right. But you are my dad and made me uh-huh. and I've gone on to do better. Right. Like I had my own kids that are in, you know, just on a biological level, owe something to you. And, but I, yeah, but I love them in a way that you kind of couldn't do that. You couldn't. For me. And you can't hurt them now. Yes. I think there's another thing too, of like, they are free from being like affected. I like saved, spared them you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, she never, she never made the effort for her kids to have a relationship with Thatcher because I don't think that she thought that that would be good for them. Right. And he didn't really either, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's, like, it's not like he was like knocking down the door and she's like, go away, grandpa. Like no. he wasn't trying. And I can't remember the particulars, but I think that they do have this moment where she's like, either that he didn't come to Lexi's funeral yeah. or they didn't really talk. And he just was like, I, you know, I was mourning separately. And yeah. you went away. He just did the thing. Yeah. He had like repeated opportunities to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then like Derek dying. And then I also love. Oh, Derek dying. That's right. That's, right. that's he, part of it too. Right. That he didn't show or he can't. What is he? He says he's like, I came, but you looked sad. So I was like, I can't help. Like, right. That's what you, I'm thinking man. of when I was saying the Lexi thing. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Not good. And then she says, I love the line. Like, I wish you knew them too. Because that again, it like feels kind, but it's not like oh, if only you'd had all these... It's just like, yeah, yeah, I wish things had been different. I Mm -hmm. wish that you... And that... There's just like a subtle accusation in there, but that's not like overt. I just like it's this way to be like, I wish you had not fucked up. And for her to say, I wish you knew them too because they're so beautiful is so different than I wish they knew... You knew them too because of something about you. It's like... Yeah, it's not I wish they knew you. It's I wish you knew them. Mm Mm-hmm. For yeah. your benefit, like right. not theirs. <laughs> yeah, your way. life could have been enriched. Yeah, by my children, but yeah. you do. You did not do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just very classy. She's it's very like elegant, and classy. I feel like the thing she chose to say. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. I hadn't hadn't really dove deep on that one, but it really it pays off. Yeah, yeah. I I love Meredith so much. I love her too, and that's when I saw that episode. This is what like inspired this topic too, because I was like, "Oh God, are they gonna have her like reconcile with clearly? I haven't seen the earlier seasons, but clearly this like awful dad, and now yeah. she's." And I was just, I was already not there for it, and then yeah. I was so like delighted and surprised by how they handled it. And yeah, I was like nice work, like that actually feels real. Well, I my my reaction when I found out that she was gonna go see Thatcher dying was, "Oh my God, are we gonna?" just inject more sadness into this person's life who's gone through so much. Like, haven't we done enough? And I thought that, I don't know, there's there's so much of like an overemphasis on closure when it comes to talking about emotional growth. But there is something about the fact that if she had just found out that her dad had died and she never went to go see him, for all she knew... You know, there are, she did have like unanswered questions of like, why didn't you show up to my husband's funeral? Yeah. Why, yeah. Why did you choose to fail me after you told me you wouldn't do that anymore? Right, right. As an adult, as a sober adult. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Meredith really did not get a fair shake with parents. Totally. It's, uh, you know what 
you know what episode, what clip I almost chose and then I, I kind of forgot. There's this clip with Richard and Meredith um, in season five, maybe. And um, it's the episode, it's this episode, I guess, that you haven't seen where yeah. I just realized uh, <laughs> like, where uh, a man comes in with 17 gunshot wounds and you find out that he was shot by his daughter. And the reason why the daughter, who's like four, shot him is because he was abusive and was like attacking the mom. And to and she just picked up a gun. Yeah, picked yeah. up a gun and, and did it. And Meredith, who is dealing with like various abandonment issues with her parents. Yeah. She feels this allegiance towards this girl who her, the mom is like, you need to go say, I'm sorry to daddy. Like you didn't mean to hurt him and all this stuff. And it makes Meredith extremely upset. Yeah. And she yells at the mom mm-hmm. kind of crosses the line, says like, she's not going to do that. You feel to protect her. She's stronger than you. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do this? Right. And Richard, who's the chief at the time, yells at her and is like, we don't, that's not our place. Right, the police right. is involved. Like Social it's her, workers, ma- yeah, yeah, you you stay out of it. Oh, wow. And if you talk to her again, you're fired. And um, she does talk to them again uh, and leaves being like, I'll go pack my things. But there, there's this moment when Derek talks to Richard being like, what is your deal with Meredith? And yeah. Richard's like, well, I don't owe her anything. She's not my daughter. Oh. And Ooh. Derek's like, well, okay, she's not biologically your daughter, but you're completely irrational when it comes to her. You yeah. told me I'm not allowed to be chief because I was dating her. Right, right, you right. Do all, you know, when it comes to her, you can't think straight. So right. it's, she might not be your daughter, but to, but clearly she's family to you. Right, right, right. So you need to kind of figure out what your damage is mm-hmm. with dealing with this girl. And he goes into, she's p- packing up her locker and he goes in and he's like, I saw your mom not paying attention to you. I saw your dad not being paying attention to you. And I, you were just this like sweet, funny little girl and I didn't do anything. And I told myself it was because I'm not your dad and it's not my business mm-hmm. and that's not my marriage. And... I failed you in that way mm. and I'm really sorry. Wow. And like it's uh it's so much more of like a parent moment to a child as yeah. opposed to kind of the reverse that characterizes this episode, but I I it, it feels like such like a healing moment for Meredith yeah. because of all these moments that we see with her parents throughout that she grapples with as an adult like to get an apology for Richard to say like, I was a bystander right, and I didn't right. intervene and I could have, I could have said like, yeah. treat your daughter better. Or, right. You know, you're neglecting your kid yeah. because of your crappy marriage. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I, I love the show. I, I love Grey's Anatomy. It's, could you tell? <laughs> Embarrassment of riches. There's just so much. Yeah. There's so much. There and is. And two more seasons renewed. I know. What's your thing? Like, do you, I don't know if you like to speculate, but like, do you think 20 or? I thought that 16 was going to be the last season. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that Ellen Pompeo was going to say like, okay, let's do one really big and then let's go. Right. Um, but I guess I get the impression that she just has had a really fun year. Hmm. She now has a producing credit on the show. Yeah. She's working, she's directing, she's working in a different capacity. Yeah. She's been given an expanded role at Shondaland. And I think that 
she also has some say, I've said this before that my theory is that she has some say about like who she who works, she works with. with. Right. And I think that she clearly likes the guy who plays DeLuca. Yeah, yeah. She likes, you know, Justin Chambers and right. um, probably Chandra Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that she creates her own working environment in a way that maybe I can't imagine it going beyond the next two. I really thought that 16 I mean, would be the last one. I mean, 20 would be such a milestone because nothing is, I mean, has I there mean, been anything? That no. would be such a like, yeah, I mean, 20 as, years of Grey's Anatomy, boom, like uh, it just feels epic. I know, I know. It's like I never want it to end. I'll be so sad. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I want them to feel like, you know, when yeah. someone's passing away and they're like, you tell them like, you can go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, Give it permission. Like you, yeah, it's okay. You can go. We'll it's okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go. Like yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of where I feel like I'm about at with Grace. It's like, I don't want them to go. Totally. But I want them to know like, to, it's you, okay. You can go. It's okay. We'll be okay. Yeah. Wait, you can go. You can go. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay. So the last thing we just have to do are Shondalogs. And then, <gasps> um, and then I don't know. I go home and watch Grace Anatomy or something. Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, do you have any thought about what type of Shondalog you might do? Um, let me think. I, I think I want to go off off top, off topic. Okay, like off topic. not what we were talking about tonight. Yeah, totally. But, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Um, I'll go second. Okay. <laughs> wow, I wonder what I'll do. Hey. Is it fun that I say that every time? Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I guess it. I get insecure at the last moment. I want people to know that, like. I don't think this is good. <laughs> it's not like I even worked on this and think this is good. Um, I know. Songwriters love to like, I just wrote this last night. Like, and I'm always like, I heard that a year ago, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, this just came to mind. Um, but really it did. It, it will just have come to mind. Okay. Um, let's see what happens. I do this. Oh, I kind of remember the episode this was from. Okay. It's me. I can tell that you're not going to come to this conclusion on your own, so I just figured I would let you know it's me, the person who knows what your favorite shirt is and what time of day you end up eating lunch and what your mom used to call you when you were a kid. That's that's all me. And I get it. She's new and she doesn't know all of the other stuff about you like how when you get really mad your eye twitches so bad it looks like it's going to explode or how you tend to forget that you say succumb not succumb when you're trying to sound smart but it is me and whether or not you want to accept that it's me that's you (laughs) but I'm sick of pretending like I don't care and watching you choose other people over and over again because I think you know that it's me and it can be but I'm not going to keep asking it's me (laughs) there it is (laughs) it's me it's me that's one about uh, that's kind of a shonalog about how like it's me. It's me. That's kind of like it's me. Um, 
<laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I wonder what okay, song. Um, all right. Are you ready? Yeah. We'll just see what happens. I am so sick of telling this story. I'm so sick of talking about what went down with us. I tell the story all the time. I am constantly telling it to friends at my apartment. I'm constantly whispering it to colleagues kind of like in the hallway. Um, once I realize I can trust them, I'm just, I'm telling people all the time. But I'm so sick of telling the story. I'm sick of telling the version of the story that I tell like in public. I'm sick of the version I have to tell at like events or meetings or with like at like institutions. I'm sick of telling it because that version is the bullshit version. And why do I tell the bullshit version? That's the version I'm sickest of telling. And I'm sick of telling it because I know the reason I'm telling the bullshit version. And the reason is, I know that even if I told the real version, you're not going to suffer any consequences. I'm going to suffer the consequences. You're going to be just fine. But everyone will look at me and think, oh man, she's so difficult. She's so crazy. And you will be just fine. And that's why I'm sick of telling the story, either the bullshit version or the real version. But one day I'm going to tell the real fucking version And then you'll know that you can go. You can go. Wow. Ah! <laughs> that was so good. Wow. I was like, yes. <laughs> the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell each other. Ah! And then I was, because at first I kind of did, I mean, you're an improviser. I'm not really, but I was like, I was going to do You Can Go. Oh, yeah. And then I felt like, I, I, I don't know. No. I panicked and I went with story. <laughs> I know there's every that it was all perfect. It was all so perfect. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you came here to do this. Thank this you for so having fun. me. I've been so excited. I'm um what I mean, you have you have all sorts of work that people can see in all in all versions, but what what where can people find you? Yeah, well, um you can find my albums and my music at shaynataub.com um yes. and on Twitter and Instagram and all the things. And yeah, I think when this is airing, I'm playing a bunch at Joe's Pub in the last week of May. But if you miss those shows, um, if it's maybe, maybe this will come out before the 31st. So if you hear this- It will. It's coming out on Monday. Oh, so. you know what? In that case, I'm at Joe's yeah. Pub next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at Joe's Pub here in New York City. And then also again, July 16th at Joe's Pub. So oh my gosh. My next concert. Well, you have to, have to, have to listen to Sheena's music. Her album, Die Happy, is just my, my mo one of my most listened to albums. And also her live shows are just so fun and genuinely emotionally <laughs> healing, to be honest. Thanks, so um, thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you can always subscribe, like, it um that's not a thing you officially do you can subscribe you can review it you can rate it all versions of liking it they're all actions on the feeling um thank you so much for listening and see you next week forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey for more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team 
and liking our page on Facebook.